The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey everyone, welcome to Slate's Trump Care Tracker, where we talk about the Republican Party's crazy effort to pass a health care bill, or as we are calling this show today, how to remake one-sixth of the American economy without really trying. I'm Jordan Weissman, Slate's economics correspondent. And I'm Jim Newell. I cover Congress for Slate. And today we're going to be talking about Donald Trump uh, referring to the House bill that passed last month as mean. But first, we're going to talk about procedural hijinks, about whether or not Democrats could stop the Republicans from voting on this bill until like after the 2018 elections. And also, is it possible that Mitch McConnell could keep us from seeing this legislation until just two hours before they get to their vote? Jim, people are talking about just this weird procedural stuff on the Hill right now. What are you hearing right now? What what are people specifically talking about? Well, a lot of this paranoia about what Republicans will try is pretty justified because, as we talked about in the last episode, Republicans are drafting this bill in secret. They're not going through committee. They're just, you know, 13 members of the working group and then whoever wants to join on any particular day figuring this out. And they're very tight about leaks. Apparently, they're even not wanting to put this down on paper in their big conference meetings because they're afraid of a leak. So they have these PowerPoints that they rush through and show everyone what's going on. Yesterday, Orrin Hatch, chair of the Senate Finance Committee, which if they were going through committee, he would be the one writing this bill, said he's not sure what's in the bill. So that's where this paranoia is coming from. So that's like the baseline like level of secrecy that we're all sort of expecting from this process. But now there's like a new, bigger, crazier conspiracy about how literally Mitch McConnell could keep this thing shrouded in secrecy in the dark until just hours before this thing could be passed through the Senate. Yeah. So the idea is that Mitch McConnell could file for the reconciliation bill, i.e. get it ready to bring it up for a vote. But the vehicle he would bring up, the piece of text he would bring up, wouldn't actually be the health care bill. So then they have to have 20 hours of debate on that. A fake healthcare bill, just a bill about, I don't know, you know, cars or something, anything. It could say anything it wanted. It could just be like, this is a bill to rename some post offices, the the American Healthcare Act post office for all we yeah, know. I mean, yeah, something along those lines. And then so then they could run through the debate time. And then as the last amendment during the amendment process, Mitch McConnell could introduce the uh, so-called substitute amendment, which would be the Republican Senate healthcare bill. And then once he's introduced that, then they would go ahead and proceed to pass it shortly thereafter. Would there be any debate over that last amendment potentially? Like, would there at least be some discussion of, oh, now we got voila, we've seen the bill, we can at least talk about what's actually in it? You know, I think there'd be some discussion. And I think Democrats would use all these opportunities to bring up points of order that this is out of order and you can't do this or anything to draw out the process. I personally do don't think that they're going to try to do this because I think they've gotten so much heat and you're getting a little bit of heat even from members of the Republican caucus about how secretive this has been. I think if they tried to not even show the bill to the public, except for two hours before they vote on it, that that would not work out very well for them. You know, you could just have three Republican senators be say, I'm not going to vote for the bill if this is the way we do it. And that would tie McConnell's hands. We've seen some Republican members be like, well, I if I was running this process, I would do a much more open process. But apparently they haven't spoken out quite yet yeah. because the process is still going on. I, I like that. It's Well, if I were running this process, it would be much more open. But Mitch, exactly. you, you, you do you. That's sort of the reductive ad absurdum for what could happen 
if the Republicans wanted to keep this secret. But then there's also this other tactical idea that progressive activists at Indivisible are talking about that Democrats could theoretically maybe use to stall this bill forever. So what exactly is going on there? What's the idea? Okay, so this is this bill is being passed under reconciliation, which means you only need 50 senators to pass it. Reconciliation is done through the budget process. And if you're voting on budget bills, there's this thing called open amendment where any senator can offer amendments until they're done. So they usually in the Senate go through all these amendments in one long marathon session called Votorama. Okay. So the theory is that Democrats could just file as many amendments as they wanted. They could file 40,000 amendments or something, and this would delay the bill through the 2018 elections. The problem with this is, and I've talked to a couple of people about this, someone, Mitch McConnell, could set up a motion if the amendments aren't germane to the bill or if they're so-called dilatory, they could appeal to the parliamentarian to rule that they're just using these for stalling tactics or not to amend the legislation. The parliamentarian could agree with that and end the voterama and they'd have to vote on the bill. So there is some sort of structure around it that prevents Democrats from just offering amendments to do anything. Okay. So there unfortunately we cannot delay this, you know, until either California falls into the ocean or we have some. Yeah, new yeah. President. You can't yeah, until the end of time, which yeah. could be very soon still, but you can't do it. Until the mushroom cloud forms over Washington. Right. So what you're kinda of telling me right here is that Democrats can't really delay this thing forever. And while there is the possibility that Mitch McConnell could engage in a nefarious plot to keep Americans from knowing about this, what's in the legislative text until two hours before it's voted upon or even less, it's not likely he's going to do that. Yeah, I don't think it's it's going to end up that way. I think I think it's still ridiculous. I mean, that they're still talking about doing this before the Fourth of July recess, which is two weeks from today, and they haven't even finished writing the bill yet. Maybe a couple of days, which obviously is great and democratic, but <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt it'll be like one hour that people will actually be able to see the bill before they vote. Famous last words, maybe. Yeah, right. Now, Jim, I want to talk a little bit about Donald Trump's evolving opinion of the American Health Care Act, which, of course, Republicans passed last month. And they had a big celebration in the White House Rose Garden where Donald Trump called it a great plan, I believe. In fact, we can get some audio of that right now. And I think most importantly, yes, premiums will be coming down. Yes, deductibles will be coming down. But very importantly, it's a great plan. Yeah, so that's Donald Trump saying the American Health Care Act was a great plan. But according to some reports this week, uh, he was having a meeting with the you know Senate Republicans to discuss the legislation going forward. And he said that the House bill was mean. He called it mean and said that the Senate needed to create something more generous. And according to one person there, he said it was mean, 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 mean and needed to be more generous. So (laughs) I guess my first question is, who put this in Donald Trump's head? Who told him? Who do we think told him it was mean? Did this just like occur to him via osmosis? Or like, did someone use that word on Fox? Like, why do we think his opinion has suddenly changed about this thing or that he's sharing a different opinion about it? You know, I don't know. Because people have been talking about how nasty this bill is and how much damage it would do for a pretty long time. But I'm not sure I've heard anyone on cable news use the word mean, you know, it's sort of like a playground word, like he was being mean to me or something. So I don't know, maybe when people were just describing the effects of it as, as nasty or something for a while, but then maybe one person on cable news says, I think it's mean. And that's the word that broke through to him. I mean, it's really amazing how terrible this is for House Republicans because his White House was the one that was pushing them to vote as quickly as possible and was holding all this pressure over their heads. And I mean, you have people who did not like this bill 
who voted for it because they felt they had to for the project and to, you know, save Trump's presidency and whatever weird calculus that was. And then they passed the bill and Trump realized, oh, this is sort of a piece of shit right here. And then he's, you know, he meets with senators and he says, yeah, like that House bill, pretty nasty, huh? Don't do anything like that. I think it will inform House Republicans that if they take a vote on something difficult that doesn't prove to be popular, then Trump will not have their backs because he's just looking out for himself. Well, so here's what I'm wondering, right? Like, on the one hand, Trump has decided this bill is mean, quote unquote. But on the other, it's still not clear that he understands anything about the actual policy involved. So I've seen some people saying, oh, this creates problems for uh, the Senate because the bill they're working on, from what we know of it, doesn't sound like it's actually all that different from the House bill. And they would have to, in order to make it more generous, put in a bunch more resources and that would prevent them from cutting taxes as much. Couldn't they just make some cosmetic changes around the edges and and tell Donald Trump we made the bill less mean? Who's going to tell him otherwise, especially if he has to sign it in a few days? I mean, is this a guy, a president who's really going to put his foot down because two million too many people lost their insurance or are projected to by the CBO? No, he's I mean, he'll he'll probably sign it. I don't think the Senate bill will be the final bill, but he'll sign eventually what comes to him. I do think that that is basically the strategy this idea that they will make some changes around the edge. They're they're mostly, from what we know, staying with the House structure, just throwing in a little more money to defray the edges a little bit. And then they'll get a CBO score that comes back and says, I don't know, 13 or 15 million will lose their insurance now. And they'll be like, that's terrific. Through the magic of the House lost 23 million, our loses 13 million. So in a way, we've saved 10 million people's health care. I imagine it's going to be some sort of spin like that. Moderate conservatism at its finest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess the other thing this brings up is the possibility that there is somebody in the White House who thinks the House bill was mean, right? That like Gary Cohn or somebody just said, by the way, it's actually kind of a dick bill um, and that we just we don't know who that that mole, that sort of moderate rhino squish inside the West Wing might be, but is whispering in Trump's ear. And that might provide some hope for, for Democrats right now. But I mean, there's I, probably a lot of people doing that. I, I think the only person pushing this bill in the White House was Reince Priebus, who put like his life on the line, you know, to get this thing passed to prove his credibility and worth to Donald Trump. I mean, everyone can look at the number 23 million will lose their insurance, according to CBO, and, you know, realize maybe this isn't very good politics. Maybe this is a little nasty and we should put more money into it. On that note, I uh, I want to move on to a part of the show. I think we're going to call, is this shit really happening? We're each going to say whether or not we think this bill, as of now, is going to pass, whether or not we think Trump care is happening, and uh, what we'd be willing to bet on that outcome. So I'm going to say yes. Yes, I think it's happening. Jim, do you think it's happening? I do think it's happening. Okay. I am not super certain. At this point, I would be willing to bet someone a nice bottle of scotch that it's happening, but not much more. Like, maybe a bottle of Lagavulin or something, but like nothing, not in the $80 price range. We're talking like $70 bottle of scotch. Well, that's much more generous than I would be. I am <laughs> I am a yes, but I'm extremely tentative. So the only thing I'm willing to bet is a Ted Cruz make DC listen koozie <laughs> piece of swag that I picked up at CPAC 2015. Dude, that thing is going to sell for so much in eBay in a few years. You don't I know. know. Probably. So maybe, yeah, I'm just undervaluing it. This Way point. undervaluing That's it. about where my confidence is right now. Okay, awesome. I think that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening to the Trump Care Tracker, a.k.a. how to remake one-sixth of the American economy without really trying. If you want to email us, hit us up at trumpcaretracker at slate.com. Again, trumpcaretracker at slate.com. And if you like the show... 
please go on iTunes and give us a review. We beg you, please, from the bottom of our hearts, say something nice about us. Thanks, everyone. Until next time.